Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information about our ministries, head to calvarystgeorges.org. It must have been quite the sight. Jesus sitting on a donkey with a little colt trailing close behind. The crowds laying out their cloaks and branches down on the dusty road to make a carpet for him to ride over. Disciples wandering amongst the throngs, pumping everybody up with excitement. Children darting in between the grown-up legs, gleeful and giggling. And the voices shouting, exclaiming, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. They all knew it was the start of something amazing. They all knew the prophecy from Zechariah. Look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey. And they all knew how the next verse went. And maybe they were there whispering it amongst themselves. And the battle bow shall be cut off and he shall command peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea, from the river to the ends of the earth. Could this be the king who would bring peace, who would eliminate war from their land and rule over all the ends of the earth? Could this be the king who would free them from the Roman Empire and restore their nation to the glory it knew when David was their king. The hope was palpable. They could taste it. And we are these crowds. When we go out and process around the block here in New York City, praising Jesus, we don't do this because we're playing roles in a historical drama but because we recognize that the story of the crowds who shouted Hosanna at Jesus' triumphal entry is our story too. While the details might be a little different 2,000 years later, the narrative arc is the same. We don't have to look far to find problems in our society that we want a Messiah to fix for us even if we're not ruled by the Roman Empire. Food for the hungry, homes for the unhomed, jobs for the unemployed, safe schools where students and teachers don't have to worry about whether or not they're gonna be shot and killed, government leaders that we can trust to make decisions in our best interest peace on our streets and around the world. We also long for a savior who will come and set our world to right. And the crowds were right about Jesus. He was their Messiah, their King, the promised descendant of David. He deserved every cry of praise they gave to him during that triumphal entry. 
but they missed something key in that prophecy that the king who would come in riding on the donkey was a humble king, a gentle king, a meek king. There's a small detail here in Matthew's telling of this story that often gets glossed over, but it sheds light on what the gentleness of the Messiah looks like. The donkey that Jesus selected to ride in on had a colt with her. It was traditional then for an unbroken colt to stay with its mother. And so when the disciples went to collect the donkey for Jesus, the colt came along. And so we have this picture of Jesus riding into the city with a colt stumbling along behind, getting caught up in its mother's legs, getting wrapped in under the blankets that were serving as a makeshift saddle. This donkey was caring for her offspring at the same time that she was bearing Jesus, nurturing the colt, leading him, patiently waiting for him to catch up. This was a hint, a picture of what Jesus' kingship would look like for anyone who was paying attention. But regardless of how closely people were paying attention on that Sunday, as the events unfolded during the week, it became very clear what the true nature of Jesus' kingship was. A humble king eats the Passover meal with the man he knows will betray him. A gentle king submits himself to the will of the Father when he knows there is no other way. A meek king tells his disciple to put away the sword and not to defend him. And by the following Friday, their king was crucified on a cross. By the following Friday, they'd given up on him entirely and were the ones encouraging Pilate to release Barabbas for them instead. The humility, gentleness, and meekness of their king was too much for them. It wasn't what they hoped for and prayed for. It wasn't what they thought he was supposed to be. And this is why we, as a congregation, yell, let him be crucified during the Passion reading. We are not just acting out roles in a play. We are acknowledging that this part of the story is ours too. It is in many ways an act of confession, of acknowledging that we also reject the humble, gentle Messiah who comes to us on a mothering donkey because we want someone different. And what is wrong with wanting a Messiah who sets everything to right? Isn't this a good thing to hope for? And yes, in a way it is, because the end result is good. But when we expect Jesus as our Messiah to make these things happen in our time and in our way, we turn him into a Messiah of force.
It would have taken force for him to overthrow the Roman Empire back then. It would take force for him right now to sweep through and fix all of our societal ills. The end result might be good, but it would be forever tainted by the violent process it took to make it happen. So instead, we serve a Messiah who submitted to force himself when he offered himself on the cross. He submitted to the ultimate force of violence, death. It looked like weakness to humanity, but Jesus knew that it was not weakness, but meekness. He knew that his humble submission to death was an act of strength that would completely and utterly change the world. It would remake our world into a place where he could change our hearts, not by force, but by the gentleness of love and grace. Jesus' act of sacrificial love on the cross on Good Friday is the lens through which we understand the triumphal entry on Palm Sunday. His crucifixion is the defining moment of his kingship. He is a king who does not force us or anyone else to follow him, to get on board with the program and plan of his kingdom. Rather, he is a king who humbly woos us by submitting to the same death that threatens us and undoes that death from the inside out. And once he has done that, he comes into our hearts through his meek love and grace to change us from the inside out and to remake us into his people, the citizens of his kingdom. We follow him like the donkey's colt follows her because we trust his gentleness. Our king is not what we expected nor what we hoped for, but his humble, meek, and gentle love is exactly what we need. We trust that it has changed us and that it will continue to change us until the force of death is undone forever. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of our parish, we would really appreciate it. You can make a one-time or recurring gift by going to calvarystgeorges.org give. Thank you for your support.